Hey everybody, welcome to We Got The Beat. We are celebrating the 35th anniversary of Teen Wolf, and who gives a fuck about the 35th anniversary, honestly. I just saw that as I was getting ready to hit record. I typed in Teen Wolf for my little facts. <laughs> I said, celebrate the 35th anniversary. I was like, that's not even a thing anybody cares about. What anniversaries do people tend to care about? Just 20 and 25? Maybe 30? 50? Um, I think if it was related to Teen Wolf, they'd care about none. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not saying that people don't like this movie. I'm just saying it's not, it doesn't seem like one that they'd be like, yes, let's celebrate and revisit. Yeah, I mean, why Teen Wolf and not Back to the Future? They probably did, I just didn't notice it. Or Goonies, you know? Um, oh, yeah, I'm sure they do those too. It is interesting how how often we pick things and they're uh it's an anniversary coming up sometimes we do it on purpose but almost as often it's just like a coincidence yeah so did you know that before you asked me to watch it no i was just thinking this was originally going to be um uh, an october episode but i said fuck it um by the way can i cuss when i'm on this with you you can do whatever you want. It's your show. Okay. No, no. I just didn't want to... I didn't know if you were like, my friends listen to this. Don't! <laughs> um, I mean, sometimes I do share it with teenagers. Oh, yeah. But uh, by the time they're like 17 years old, it's not like they haven't heard that from their like classmates. That's so true. So I wouldn't worry too much. All right. Um, I can't remember. What were we just talking about? Oh, Teen Wolf. Uh, the anniversary. Yeah, yeah, it's just I stumbled upon it. I was just looking this up. It was going to be the Halloween episode, and I said, screw it, let's just do this. Because, um, God, if you if you really were to call down all the teen movies you and I have discussed, and we didn't use any horror outside of October, we'd be doing this for another 30 years. And I, that is not mm -hmm. in my game. So we're going to have to do horror movies, like, uh, you know, from here in time, you know, like... Uh, like, I know what you did last summer. You know, I think we're going to do that for this Halloween sure. because it's past summer, so that's fun. Um, but, like, you know, you could do Urban Legend. We did some other ones on Video Night, which I think I'm going to just re-edit. We'll, we'll just have to mix them in. We probably would be smart if we, like, made a schedule for a whole year as opposed to, like, hey, what do you want to talk about next week? Oh, okay, cool. You know what? That is for the best because you and I do this. We forget what we agreed to and then we start throwing on other ideas and while we're starting to agree to that, we remember what the original idea was and then while we're doing that, we, we think of some more things. So it's just a mess. I know. I do. You're right. I do tend to be like, ooh, that'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. And then I get excited. So I suppose you're right. Maybe it is best to let us just like sort of run with it and be... No, um, no. I am. I know. I'd rather do it your way. A schedule is. I am the most disorganized person in the world, and you need to guide me. <laughs> I mean, we could try it. I'm a pretty organized person. Ugh. I could try to like bestow some of my knowledge upon to be. Because <laughs> everybody knows I am so <laughs> so ADD. It's ridiculous. So disorganized. Um, when we were kids, I think I remember like my room looked like a nuclear bomb went off. And uh, or like the, the cops had just gotten done raiding my bedroom, and yours like yeah, you're pretty yours is pretty good, <laughs> pretty organized. Um, I mean, I think that we're kind of like the exact opposite. I think that you had ADD and I have OCD. Yeah, the only time I've had OCD like, is when I accidentally left my zipper down at school one time, and everybody made fun of me. And then I spent the next six months checking over and over and over to make sure my fly was up to the point mm -hmm. where I was sure. like, I'm sure touching my crotch a lot. I should stop. <laughs> Yeah, that's just as bad. <laughs> um, how do we anyway, get to this? Yeah. we digress. Oh, yeah, Teen Wolf. So, yeah, this is one of those... I think it's weird when people celebrate things that make no sense. This released 12 years ago. Who gives a shit about 12 years ago? 17 years ago. I, the only time it's funny is when the jerk did it. 
when they had that arbitrary like oh 27th anniversary on purpose yeah. to be silly yeah, yeah. It's, but um I, Teen Wolf isn't really considered to be a classic. It's one of those, I think, if this had not come out two months after Back to the Future, I don't think it would have been a hit. And I don't think there would have been a part two or a cartoon or um, a television series. This would have been like, hey, it did okay on video and that's it. Yes, I think that's probably true. But we have this small company called Atlantic, and they had a, a minor success with Valley Girl the, uh, two years prior. And then they had Night of the Comet, so they had a little bit more money in their pocket, so they decided to try something even more mainstream, something with a budget over a million dollars, and they got Michael J. Fox. If I remember correctly, I was reading into this. He would shoot Family Ties uh, till 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and then he would shoot Teen Wolf until midnight, and then he would shoot Back to the Future until like six o'clock in the morning and then he would get three hours of sleep and that was it oh shut up are you serious that's what they're saying on the teen wolf documentary any, i on the blu-ray yeah how could anybody how could anybody balance that much stuff it would take forever to get anything done right well i mean i think it was only an overlap for a couple weeks because i think he was trying to fit teen wolf in and that was gonna be a short shoot since it's a low budget movie it only shot for a month and then all of a sudden he got hired for Back to the Future after let Eric Stoltz go. And he was just doing night shooting right. with them while they, they continued during the I day. See. Yeah, so I, I imagine, yes, he was on the set for Teen Wolf and Back to the Future, but I bet you he was taking naps. Just because you're on set doesn't mean you're awakened in front of the camera. True. That's true. Especially in Teen Wolf, they, like a lot of times they had to put the makeup on you. But I, I saw in the production of Teen Wolf, a lot of the time it was not him. Whenever he's in costume, unless it was face front to the camera, it was always yeah. a stuntman. So they got it to shoot around that. Yeah, that makes sense. Plus, I kind of forgot. I mean, I know I know the whole thing about how you know he replaced Eric Stoltz, but I wasn't thinking about the like implication of what that really meant. That it probably was like totally last minute, totally rushed, totally just like a little. Hectic, so it may it actually makes a lot of sense, uh, and that makes the story more believable. Yeah, it's uh, but Teen Wolf is one of those nice, passable. Hey, you know, it's a Saturday afternoon. There's nothing to do. Let's watch that. I mean, it's it's been that way since it's uh, you know beginning. Is this um, it's not complicated. It's not high drama. It's not really. I really don't think it's that funny. It's just kind of like an easy entertainment kind of film. I will tell you, I do think it's a bit schmaltzy. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, uh, well, and it's also... There's like, a, the music is really, like, wants you to have, like, a touching moment, especially with his dad. Yeah. I'm not saying that it isn't, like, nice. I'm just saying it's a little bit cheesier than I thought it would be. I mean, that I remembered it to be. What I think works best for the movie isn't the plotting. And it seems kind of weird that they do... I don't know if this is like a parody or if this is just a straight-up comedy or what they were attempting to do. Because sometimes it's in-your-face parody. Um, and then sometimes it's mm -hmm. slighter. It's more tongue-in-cheek, like Fright Night. This one is the one that I can't really figure out. Did they originally want this to be a comedy? Or was it supposed to be a little more horror and they just kept toning it down because, like... Uh, Ghostbusters was such a big hit the year before that all of a sudden horror comedies were like everywhere for the next five years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it does seem like a little bit of a mix of 
of genres because I mean I was gonna say the concept is so strange that that pretty much everyone just immediately accepted accepted what was happening and didn't act freaked out like why didn't anybody run from that first basketball game screaming their fucking I heads know. off like, <laughs> he's gonna eat our like, face they're all just they're just like huh okay whatever um, and that's it I mean, they, you know, he uses his uh, gift uh, to intimidate people in certain circumstances, and his dad does too, but uh, but other than that, it's shockingly weird that, with the exception of his one friend who I forgot his name, the one who hung out with, with Styles, the other dude. Oh, right. Uh... He was scared of him and would just stayed away from him. But other than that, it didn't really seem like anyone was phased at all. I'm trying to look at his name here. I know he's in, he, Matt Adler. Matt Adler was in a really good surf movie called North Shore. Yeah, Lewis. Lewis, right, right. So that was interesting. That like legitimately, there's only one person who assigns finds this whole thing to be just like disconcerting. Uh, okay. Oh, um, I see it here. There's another reasoning why they were able to shoot it. Um, because there was a slight delay in the, the second half of season, what is that, four of Family Ties because Meredith Baxter Bernie got pregnant, so they had to delay uh, filming, so he was able to fit a lot of that in, too. Smart. Wicked smart. <laughs> I didn't realize this was based on the Oregon State Beavers, the the uniforms that they wear. Oh, I did notice the I did notice that they were called the beavers, but I didn't know to think any more of it. This is a the mythos of werewolves has always been that they're either tortured souls. Actually, for the most part, it's always been tortured souls, or they're just flat out evil. Like in the Howling, they embrace the monster mm-hmm. side and they like to destroy people. This one is different because he's depressed about it because he's a teenager and he's got going through you know well it's a little late for the metaphor of puberty. Um, if they wanted to do that metaphor a little bit better, they would have made him like 13 instead of uh, 17 or whatever he is in this movie. Um, but that, yeah, he becomes like a celebrity. He's not a monster. Who, I mean, he does have a couple interactions that become intense, like when he's fighting off the bully. But the, almost the whole time, you're just like, oh, so he's just kind of like the new cool kid with this weird <laughs> extra hairiness to him. <laughs> mm-hmm. So at least it's a fresh yeah, take. And that- yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, isn't it sort of just like a coming of age story presented in a slightly different package? <laughs> yeah, because I think of when I was watching this, I kept thinking of the new guy. Um, I don't know. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Because he was just like, oh, he's a super nerd. Well, he's not really a super nerd. He's just kind of like a meek, quiet little guy. And uh, this gives him this whole new personality, but it's not really who he is. He's just writing this fake idea. It's I would say without Styles, I don't think it would have sold as well to the friends. If if Styles wasn't hyping him up and selling shirts and stuff like that, I don't know if his fellow students would have taken it as well. Yeah, you know, the whole thing with the Styles kind of bugs me because like he was his friend who he trusted with his secret uh, first, and then like he kind of just used him most of the most yeah. of the time. Styles is something of a douchebag. What kind of fucking friend is that? Yeah, and Boof is the better friend. By the way, um, 
The word boof has changed. Is this it? Yes, this is. Well, this is part of the reason. There's also a comic okay, book about. I... Well, okay, so you had hair similar, I think, at one point, just for a short point. But I kept thinking of the comic oh. book. Todd McFarlane had a comic company, and other than Spawn, which most people know, he also did a miniseries about a character named Boof, who was short and strong and, and stubborn and brave or whatever, and no matter what the the uh, his, the antagonist was, Boof would always take him on. And I, I just thought of you, especially when you were playing uh, football. And that nickname is just popped in my head, and I didn't realize that Boof had so many other terms. <laughs> Shit. Oh, I, I, I still don't know what they are, so I'll just leave it without having the knowledge. Yeah, just I'm don't look, don't that. look it up on Urban Dictionary, please. There's like six other versions of it. So for me, Boof was you were like the girl next door, but you were tough as nails. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is quite the compliment, I think. So thank you very much You're for welcome. choosing that nickname for me. Um, I mean, no one else in, in, in history knows that or have, has called me that. Um, I think I've only and... ever had two nicknames for you, that and Spicoli. Remember when you had, like, blondish hair and you were wearing that sock hat? Yeah. We just talked about this, like, when we did that episode. Yeah, too. yeah. So, um, yeah, that very brief period. I don't know how my hair got bleached so blonde. I think I just spent a lot of time outside. Um, but... Yeah, I'd like to believe that I'm pretty tough. Um, Tougher than I me. I think it's sort of, it's sort of like the whole. Um, maybe I don't know if this is it, like the whole Napoleon complex thing. Like I'm small, so I have to like bark at loud. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> But the thing is, is I think that I like am not faking being tough. I really am. But whatever. Yeah, it's uh, too bad you just can't play basketball as well as Team Wolf. <laughs> like, oh you know, yeah, because he did so good. And, and the whole time I just keep going, yeah, stuntman, ah, stuntman. <laughs> oh, of course. It was like such a sad, such a sad basketball team that was like like. Like him and Chubby, and like then there's that one guy. Did you notice that like <clears throat> the one guy on the basketball team was like Doug? What's his name? Doug Savant or something? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, from Melrose. He, before, before he was like got well known for being on Melrose Face. I don't think he had a single line. He just like they just would show him making like really like disappointed, frustrated faces on the basketball <laughs> court, and that's it. Well, every so single last moment. Piece. Every teen movie during this era seems to have the main villain and then his sidekick, who doesn't really say much, just make faces. Yeah, true. The, uh, I love yeah. James Hampton as his father. He has such a wonderfully pleasant voice and demeanor about him. I, I think he would have been He's great so in cartoons, right? What else is he known for? I'm not sure. He just seemed like he was always Anything? around. Let me see what else he was in besides Teen Wolf. I know he was in a... Let's see, uh, Police Academy 5, the worst Police Academy, trust me on this one. Um, the Longest Yard, uh, Death Valley Days, nothing I, let me look more, well he really didn't act very much, I'm looking at this right now, oh I know him from Condor Man, um, he was in The Cat from Outer uh, Space, okay. The China Syndrome, Pump Up the Volume, Sling Blade, let me see, TV, he had to have done a bunch of TV. Uh, he was a regular in F Troop, which you never watched so that doesn't help. 
No, just tons and tons of TV. That's it. Okay. Yeah, just like every great show of the 80s and 90s he appeared on. So just one of those faces. But he did repeat his yeah. role in, I said it'd be great cartoons, I forgot. There was a Teen Wolf cartoon for two years. And uh, right. he repeat his role. And I, uh, me and Ron did that really early on in the uh, Back in Tunes series. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it was better than the movies. It really is. I remember uh, watching it as a kid and really liking it, but there's something that I have a complaint or a question about at least is, okay, in the cartoon, didn't he have like a little sister? I think he did, yeah. But I don't remember seeing or hearing uh, any reference to a sister in the movie. The cartoon wasn't and canon. Also... <laughs> Shut up. I like consistency. <laughs> um, I was just asking. I don't know. <laughs> I, haven't seen the, I haven't seen the cartoon since... It, how old was I? I don't know. Yeah, we were, we, yeah we, were, we were pretty young. But this is one of those shows I feel like was constantly like... It aired for years afterwards, but it would air later in the... Like, you remember how towards the end of the morning it would start doing um, like ABC Story Break and stuff like that? And then it would do, uh, as the years go on, they'd add, like, Save by the Bell, and they started doing the live-action stuff. It seemed like they were repeating some of the shows later and later. So, like, Teen Wolf seemed to be still running, like, years later, like, at noon, when hardly anybody was around watching cartoons. Mm-hmm. You know, they're... still sitting in front of their TV at noon. Jizz off. Yeah. I think most of us were told to get outside, though. It's noon! Go! <laughs> Got Oh... <laughs> the uh, the TV show. Have you seen any of the TV show? Oh yeah, I've I've seen a couple seasons. It's been a while. I was like kind of into it for a while, and then um, I haven't revisited it in a long time. But I think I've seen at least two seasons. Okay, yeah, I've seen the first episode, and I liked it, but the tone is definitely different. They, they it's not oh, as hammy so as so different. Yeah. I mean, it, I think it was kind of one of the early approaches to, like, I mean, the whole, let's let's do a spinoff or remake or uh I would say more reimagining, yeah. Yeah, of something that already exists but is really, really different. And I think that this is one of the first ones in that kind of trend, like... I compare this, it feels very, very similar to, like, um, Riverdale and Sabrina and, like, the new versions, how they're doing it's, like, very, very different retelling uh, of stories that you're, you know, you were familiar with, Uh where they take, like, kind of just the basic, very, 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 very basic concept and then it goes totally different. Yeah, it's and it must be more successful because six seasons of a show on MTV, which they don't have much of a a level where they can eat, just eat the cost. You know what I mean? It has to be a hit. It has to be making money for them. And most of their shows usually last, you know, narrative shows usually last two or three seasons at best. And this is on for so many years. So they clearly did more groundwork um, in building the mythology than the, the two movies. Well... Plus, I would also say that how many people from the show 
I mean, it kind of started really started their career. I'm not saying that. I wouldn't say that most of the people are stars, but they've all like most of the main characters have gone off to do like other stuff and get more famous. It's just like Dylan O'Brien, you know, um, he's had some some hiccups because mostly because of his accident. But you know he kind of got huge in Maze Runner and yeah. um, American and, Assassin, and then, huh? Yeah, American Assassin. I think he's great in. I can't believe it didn't do very well. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's just but like, um, Colt. What's his name? Colton Haynes started on there, and then he went to Arrow, and he's done a bunch of other stuff. Um, is that right? His name Colton Haynes. I think yeah. Um, he, I mean, it may not have been his first project, but that's kind of was like his starting. Right. Well, and Tyler Hoechlin was a, a kid actor that we kind of, of forgot course. about. Yeah. And then all of a sudden just. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Him. I forgot about him. And then Tyler Posey, who is the main actor, Scott, um, he... He was a kid. I actually thought you were talking about him at first because he was a kid actor too. Was he? Um, and he, his most notable thing was he's the son. He's a Jennifer Lopez's son in Made in Manhattan. Oh, okay. I've never so seen that yes, definitely he had. I mean, that was a pretty decent sized role for a kid. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then the other girl um, who plays Allison, her name's Crystal Reed. She's done a bunch of stuff in the sci-fi realm, uh, including a run on Gotham, um, a very confusing, sad run on Swamp Thing. Um, I can't remember. I was thinking that she was on Arrow, too, but I think I got confused. Well, I feel like every Canadian actor showed up on Arrow or Flash. Yeah, or, well, really, it's... The, the true show that everyone shows up on if they're Canadian is Supernatural. That's but true. They yeah. do also uh, show up on the other two shows quite a bit. But I was wrong. She wasn't on that. Then. So it's so funny, um, though, that it, the Teen Wolf did become that kind of series because do you remember, you may not remember this, it was on Fox Family. There was a show called Big Wolf on Campus. That's basically the same mm, movie or the same plot. Yeah, it was on for three years. And it's basically the same plot, same tone, and everything like that. But. When you when you describe it and you describe the new Teen Wolf, you're like those are the same things. It, you know, it's it's funny how you they do that now though. The stuff that can come off campy, they reinterpret and it's for the best. I mean, you can take the same basic like core idea and like present it in a lot of different ways. Yeah, um, and it's it, so funny you know, that if they do it right. Think about though the original movie. Um, Michael J. Fox had not proven himself as a dramatic actor yet. It would be a few more years down the road when he would do that. But what if mm-hmm. Teen Wolf had been serious instead of silly? Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking because you see him in like Light of Day and um, what's the one? A Bright Lights, Big City, Casualties of War, where he was sure, yeah. more serious. And I'm just curious where Teen yeah. Wolf it would would have been a hit if it had been more of a serious role or where the humor is a lot lighter. Like, there's still stakes. Yeah. High stakes, but they, his character's still lighthearted and fun. It would be interesting, though, if they had gone that direction. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure if the, the world was ready for that. Yeah. Well, to be fair, <laughs> his, his dramatic I movies were not successful. That's one caveat, is yeah. that he had... 
thank God he had some other movies up his sleeve because he wouldn't have been able to do those. If he didn't have the success of these two movies and then uh, The Secret of My Success and, and uh, the Back to the Future sequels, yeah. he never would have, I don't think they would ever would have offered him those dramatic roles. Yeah, I think, you know, some people have to, I mean, I'm sure this is pretty popular, pretty a standard procedure in the whole entertainment world is, you know, to get some of your dream projects done, you have to make deals and like, oh, I, you know, make a sequel to this movie that you made tons of money or follow, you know, make a movie that follows a formula that's worked well for you, and then we'll let you do, like, the, like, emotional piece that you're hoping will stretch you as an actor. Yeah, and sometimes it works. Like, Truman Show gave Jim Carrey a whole new angle. Sadly, his follow-ups were never yeah. successful. But, yeah, Michael J. Fox was never able to repeat this. And in the 90s, he just kept doing too many fluffy movies. I know you love Life with Mikey, but yeah. he shouldn't have done... He was gone for two years, and he did Life with Mikey, and then uh, For Love or Money, and both tanked. And that was kind of the end for him. I mean, dude, the reason why I love Life with Mikey is because it came out when I was, like, 11. I mean, what was my, like... Uh, standard there. Yeah, it's, just, it's <laughs> you know? completely different. It's yeah. a little different. It's kind of kid. It's not really a kids movie, but it is still kind of a kids movie. Yeah, it's uh. Now let's talk about the sequel real quick. We went to the theater and saw this, and we thought this was going to be a big hit. And we did. Huh? Well, we did. You're quite. Wait, hold on. We thought it was going to be a big hit, or we saw it in the theater. Which part are you not? theater no um mom took us and uh william and we went and saw it i want to say it was christmas break of 1987 Hmm. because i remember planes trains and automobiles was playing in the theater next to it and uh and i remember being a very empty theater and being confused because i thought teen wolf 2 was going to be the biggest hit of the year (laughs) no not even close well even the first teen wolf wasn't that big it's just all about timing um, and that came out in August, when, which is kind of a dead month. You know, you have the, basically the whole next six weeks, whatever, to make money. Whereas this came out um, right before Thanksgiving, and there's if you're not big on Thanksgiving, you're not going to make it to Christmas break. And Christmas break is like three weeks of butter. I mean, you just make money every day. And yeah. uh, it made yeah. $8 million. It killed the franchise. There were supposed to be a three. They had Alyssa Milano signed tentatively to a three, and it just never happened. Oh, so out of that, they took the outline, some of the concepts, and they turned it into Teen Witch. <laughs> which someday I have to watch. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Um, it has its merits. I enjoy it. <laughs> but it has some issues, too. <laughs> the, uh, I want to say the pedigree of writing on these two movies is amazing. Jeff Loeb is like the guy who runs Marvel Television now. And oh, uh, yeah, uh-huh. and Timothy Kring wrote Teen Wolf 2 and uh, he created Heroes. Right? Or co-created Heroes? Oh. I think so, yeah. Let's see what uh, he, he created. He created uh, Strange World, Crossing Jordan, Touch, and Heroes. How about them apples? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn ambush. You know what's funny is I kept thinking that there was... I always thought it was so unusual that they used the T-O-O instead of the number two. Oh, uh-huh. 
And I kept thinking, well, if they're going to make a three, well, what's it going to be? Teen Wolf V? I don't know how they're going to do this, if they're going to keep that motif. That's true. But I think it, it's more of a reflection of the fact that, like, he was also, well, as he said, you know, he said, was convinced that it skipped his, like, part of the family. Nope, you got it too, buddy. Yeah. Well, I always wondered if they hired him solely because of his connection to Michael J. Fox. Not on television so much because he was what? on the Hogan family, but, you know, because his sister was Justine Bateman, and I'm sure the producers were just thinking oh. of that kind of angle. Sure. He's What a baby face. Yeah, I know. Do you Who do you prefer? Um, between the two actors? Yeah, Michael J. Fox and Jason Bateman in these roles. Um, that's tough. I don't know. I'm a huge Bateman fan, but, um, you put me on the spot. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> it's not like a hardcore um, question. You don't have to do it. It's so hard. Bateman. Okay. See, that's my, I oh. agree too. Um, with, with only one caveat, when it becomes, um, the nervous, sweaty, panicky, Michael J. Fox sells it like nobody's business. But when it comes to being sweet and being out of his element, well, here's the thing is that he doesn't fully embrace it at first. He wants nothing to do with it. He thinks it's the freak show thing. Whereas when Michael J. Fox gets it, he's only hesitant for like a minute, and then he just rides that to celebrity status. There's a slower turn for Jason Bateman and, and his um, falling apart, where he's no longer a good student and he's you know wants to be a party man. It takes a little bit longer, and I believe it more. Um, also, man, what a douche canoe. <laughs> also, would the, did they really think that, like, it was okay to to change the actor who played Styles and just, like, we're just like, it's cool, man, it's cool. They don't look anything alike, so that's interesting. Nope. But, okay, here's another question. Which Styles do you prefer? Um, I don't know. I think the original one. Really, I think he's more of an asshole. I I actually kind of he appreciate. Is. Yeah, Stuart Fracken is uh, a little more lovable, and, and when he's up to no good, is kind of adorable. I guess the the original guy feels a little slimier. Yeah, well, especially since uh, Styles has a little bit of redemption in the second movie, because like, look, we've already been down this road. We know what happens. You need to pull your shit together. Like he actually talks him out of it. His behavior. But also, but it was, but it was mostly his fault that it started to begin with. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know. But I think the, the second one is just too similar to the first one. They don't really change the formula. Agreed. All they do is just go, oh well, this it's is just pretty another much team. the same plot. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing I think that hurts the movie the most. Is because he'll be in college instead of high school. He'll right. he'll box. Well, do you remember that? Play Se- basketball. Sequels in the eighties and early nineties were always well. Let's just do the yeah. same thing, but different. But it's not that different. Yeah, that's why so many sequels yeah. were unsuccessful is because they didn't go anywhere else. Yes. Um, I think yeah. that I mean, Kim they Darby. They, they just go ahead. They stuck too close to the 
the you're like, oh, well, this works. We'll just keep doing this. I know Kim Darby is so different from what I am used to her doing. Right. I don't have a lot of like exposure to her, but she's totally not. It's totally against the the roles that I'm used to, which really boils down to like uh, better off dead as the mom, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I liked her a lot. And um. Okay, well, oh, John Aston is uh, the king of like sleazy, oh, slimy, creepy uh, kind. I, he, those two yes. sparring was fantastic. Legit. I'm not sure that it was necessary for them to have that whole like tail poking out of the end. That was kind of stupid. I, mean, I didn't I care get, for that. Yeah. It, it kind of conflicted with the whole overall thing. And there was no explanation, and that was a little annoying, but whatever. Right, so is um, it like, do like female her. werewolves have tails? Is that what they're trying to insinuate, and the guys don't? But, like, why try to insinuate anything? Right, <laughs> I yeah. don't get it. Yeah, it's just have the eyes glow red. By the way, um, whenever someone won't wear a mask when in my store, I wish I could just get the red eyes and just start talking, put the mask on. No. <laughs> Why don't you just like carry a pitchfork everywhere you go? Oh my god, I wouldn't get any work done, but it would be fun. You know what I should do? Strap ha- it to your back. On Halloween, I should dress as the Grim Reaper and stand by the door and point at the people who aren't wearing masks and go, "See you soon." <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so I get fired the first fucking week. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, at this point, I feel like it's pretty justified that you can do and say whatever the hell you want. <laughs> I'm going to say this real quick. Um, Mark Holton, the big dude that's in both movies, I think he's Chubby. the only... Yeah, he's the only person... Is that his name? Is that seriously his name? His name is Chubby. That's fu- yeah, that's, that's so 80s. Why in the fucking 80s with fat people? Are, I mean, I, oh, overweight Could people. you be any more obvious? Yes. Well, so many movies we watch, all they do is eat and eat and eat. Like Camp Cucamonga, of course the heavy kid's going to eat not stuff. That's not how that works. They just have different metabolisms. Uh-huh. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, Mark Holton. Um, I was looking up. I was like, how old is he when he made these movies? Oh, yeah, I'm clearly way too old to be in these movies. <laughs> Jeez. <he's, laughs> he looks like he should be like having kids in high school instead of being in class with him. How many times did he fail? It is that weird phenomena of like 80s, especially in 80s movies, where uh, they were, um, you know, all of the people in high school were just so much older than the, the characters that they were playing that it was just absurd. Like, yeah. almost every 80s movie. And they, like they, and they had to cast people around them that were around the same age, so it didn't look so jarring. So everybody's in their mid twenties to late twenties. I'm watching uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, and I looked it up, and she was 28. I'm like, what the? What girl? The the main girl, Joyce Heiser. Uh, she was late twenties when she started in that role, and I, and I and then you fast forward to the uh, this the the teen revival of the '99 2000 era. And, like, almost everybody was actually a, a teenager or close to it. Ugh. Girls just want to have fun. That's the dance movie with... with um, Sarah Jessica Parker. And the, they're all name? teens. Yeah, I, I legitimately but, believe they're all actually teens. But that's teenagers. what... Are we talking about the same movie? What do you mean? 
I was, no, no, no. What did I say? I meant to say we just won the girls. God, oh, I can't believe I just did that. Okay, I, that's, I'm sorry. I was so confused. Well, okay, in my head, just both one, movies were... Well, we saw them at the drive-in together. Just one of the boys. Just one of the... Damn it. Just, just, okay, it, so we went to the drive-in. Is, we saw, is it called Just One of the Boys? Yes, yes. I'm sorry. I'll shut up now. <laughs> because it was wow. Girls Just Want to Have Fun was the first movie. The second movie was uh, Just One of the Boys. And for some reason, those two movies oh, are God. so connected in my brain that I forget, and I said the wrong thing. Sorry. No wonder. That is really confusing. Sorry. Yeah. I was just like, please clarify. So confused. I know. I wasn't oh, sure why you're confused at first. I didn't realize I said the wrong damn thing. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think that's all I want to say Thank about the. I, I can't wait to watch the show. Um, it's sitting in my voodoo, so I need to get around to it. I say the cartoon is really good. The movies are again just mm-hmm. generic. Let's pass the time kind of movies. Yeah, I mean they're not like things I like, you know, uh, crave or anything. But it's a you know fun uh, thing to do once in a while. Uh, sorry about that. Um. Where is there anywhere that you can that that a person can find that cartoon? Um, I believe they're on Amazon. Shout Factory was supposed to put it out um, when they re-released the movies. Shout Factory did a pretty good collection oh, okay. with, uh, and there's really long documentaries on both Teen Wolf movies. But in them, they have a flyer saying the Teen Wolf animated series is coming soon, and but they had to cancel it because there's mm-hmm. some sort of rights issue with the music that was in it or something like that, and it never came okay. out. Okay. I, st- I still don't understand that. How is that a thing? That's what bugs me about a lot of the shows, is we can't release them like they originally aired because we can't afford the rights. I'm like, but you licensed the rights in the first place for the show. Yeah, well, we had it in the stipulation that we could only use it for the show when it aired on television. I'm like, come on, some court has to back it. I mean... You couldn't foresee streaming I'm and sure. DVD. Could they? Did they really think that, like... Video, like, I mean, TV shows being made available to purchase on video wasn't really a thing. No, it was so rare, like Amazing Stories, Star Trek, you know, like the really so big... So I think cult, that's yeah. why they didn't invest that much energy or forethought into it. I know, but it just seems like once you license the rights, it should just be yours for any medium that the show exists. As long as yeah. you're showing it as it is... And that, that's what bugs me. I just don't understand why 21 Jump Street is complete on DVD, but most of the music's been changed because the company couldn't afford it. It just, well, it, but if it aired on TV tomorrow, yeah, it would have a, that's those songs intact. That makes no sense to me. Well, good thing you're not in entertainment law. Yeah, it's just, it's if it's, it's not a time limit thing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's not a time limit thing. Like, they only had the, the music rights right. for 10 years. It's a format thing. It just seems just sure. odd. Because to me... So, okay, so you can still air it in syndication. Well, how is streaming not a version of syndication? <laughs> that was my lawyer and her advice. <laughs> that is, I mean, you're, I think that you're making some good points, but I don't know. Yeah, well, we should just go ask a lawyer. Um, but yes, Teen Wolf is on YouTube, I think, still. Uh, and they're pretty good quality. We end up doing, like I said, a back and tune episode now, like five years ago about it. The, the cartoon? Correct. Okay. I'll go see if I can find it. All right, anything you want to say before we go? Mm, nope. 
Okay. <laughs> I do. I want to. I I do want to say that I maybe that in both both movie or both movies and actually even the show. I'm not talking about the cartoon because I don't remember that many details. That like really the girlfriend type character is really really effing likable. Yeah, they're they're the like, best part of the movies. Yes. And like, I, we, we should correct okay, ourselves though. Hold I on. would really the real girlfriend, yeah. not the the the, the yeah. flimsy one that he dates in the beginning. The one he the one they end up with that they were always supposed to yeah. be with. I prefer uh, I do wish, the, the one in the second movie yes. is even better than Boof. Yes. Uh I feel like I've seen the second one more than the first one, which is probably strange. But maybe because I've ha- always had a, I've had a big crush on Bateman for a really long time. Um, but um, I do like the girl in the second one better. But damned, I sure would like to know why she had the nickname Boof. And now I will just live forever with that curiosity in my heart. <laughs> yeah, don't look it up. It'll destroy everything. Please. <laughs> I will not. Goodbye. All right, everybody. That is it for us here at We Got the Beats, the spinoff from Video Night. You'll find us under the Video Night banner on Facebook. And uh, I think that's it. Bill and Ted Trilogy is coming up in the next episode. So excited! Is the third one really a teen movie, though? Well, I mean, the third one's not really a teen-oriented movie. mm. Yes, it is because they're daughters, right? Yes. Yes, we still have the loophole. Are you... Are you still recording? Yes, I'm still recording. Um, I just finished watching one and two, and at the end of two, they have babies, but they have boys. Oh. I'm thinking... So I guess that will come up. This is my theory. Before we actually watch the movies, my theory is... Because I always wondered why there was a three. At the end of two, everything... They went back and messed up stuff. Yes, yes. Um, at the end of part two, they tell you everything that happens. And they've wrapped up the story. There's no intention of a three. But I think what right. happens is, who's uh-huh. who's the guy in the second week? Denomalous or whatever? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. What if, what if, like, he had children? And his children, ha- or his child hated Bill and Ted for what they did to his father. Mm-hmm. And he goes back in time and screws things up, but they don't know it because Rufus is no longer around to tell them. So that's yeah. why they, they, he went back before the concert in 1991, and they never had that moment. They never went into the future to learn how to play guitars. Uh, they never had kids in, in that form. They never had the boys. And that's why the, yeah. the timeline screwed up now. Now they're working like... I went, I only watched one trailer because um, I don't want to ruin all the secrets for myself because trailers nowadays tell you too much. Uh-huh. I didn't watch any. Yeah, so I feel like that's what happened. Is somewhere along the timeline, it was altered. And now they had kids much later and they're lounge singers at a wedding band or something. That's what I'm gathering. Gross! Um, Well, I guess we'll see, but that's the only thing that makes sense. Is I mean, look how easily they just went and um, altered altered history uh, in the in the first two movies. So yeah, I mean, it makes sense that that someone else would alter their history again. Yeah, it has to be that because of the way that they ended. You know what? We need to save this for the next episode. Yes, Sorry. but that's, that's our hypothesis. No, I want, to, I want to discuss a hypothesis before we watch it, because by the time we record the next episode, we'll see all three. 
Yeah. Okay, so that is yeah, it. We'll be back in a couple weeks to discuss the Bill and Ted trilogy. Yay! Bye!